ladies and gentlemen, this is episode two of the King of Rome. Today we'll be going. We'll, today we'll be going down like the um, aromas Mercatus towards throughout the entire summer, and we have a lot to talk about. Some of the players that came in, some of the controversies, and those who have left. Like who have left on loan or like permanent deals and so on and so forth, and thus we'll be talking about the craziest rumor yet that's happened on deadline day, that deadline day, which is Jack Wilshire, KS Roma, and how potentially if Jack Wilshire would have came up like three or four years ago when he was when he was sort of when he was sort of living to living up his potential, would that have been a good signing? And we'll be go and we'll be talking about how. Should it, should we give more our young players more of a chance to break into the first team? And, and do we need more talents in our starting 11? And who I personally feel like we should have signed this season? And how Paredes is the future? I repeat, Paredes is the future. So I'm just gonna go straight to it right now. So, yeah. So first, first things first. I'll be, right now, I, I made a list. I made a, I was able, I try, I tried my best. To come up with a list, and I did a little research, like right before, like I, 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 I pressed play on, press play, um, to, on some of the players that came in and came out, and I'll go and I'll sort of have an in-depth analysis of like, so like um players from each position that we have signed and those who have came, those who have left as well. So I'll just go straight to it from the goalkeeping position. Mainly the the main signing that we have from the goalkeeping position was Alisson. This, my opinion, is a great transfer. Eight million for up-and-coming Brazilian goalkeeper for, to, from their national team, who has a lot of potential and has made has had a great preseason with us. And but this has had a great preseason with us. I really hope that you know, like he he can stay here for the long term because, because for all we know, like you know, he could have one good season and he could just like he could have one good season and we could have like you know the big like big teams coming for him and it was like. Um, for like the and like end up like souping him for like fifty million, sixty million. Who knows, man? I'm just being optimistic. But in all seriousness, I really hope that Alisson could prove himself and within the starting line, able to have a, and able to like at least compete for the starting position. Because right now, my as I've said, as I discussed the last season, Chesney is not who we need. Chesney is not what I approve as a goalkeeper. Who is able to have? Who is able to structure that back line? Is able to maintain, like, is able to be, like, you know, under, is able to be, like, you know, more of a calm goalkeeper and not to like panic when not not to panic at times, as we've seen in the past. And I feel like, you know, in my opinion, all Allison needs to do is that he just needs to, like, you know, work hard, have like be determined, and because to be honest, in my opinion. The more if Chesney continues to fuck up this season, I feel like, and if Allison is like able to prove himself during like the training ground and during training, like then I hope then hopefully he will get he he will play his first he will play his first and many to come in the games in Syria. And mainly though, in terms of who have left, the only person who was left was. Morgan DeSantis, and first thing I'd like to say, thank you, Morgan DeSantis, for the service you brought into this club for the two, three years here, two to three years he has been in this club. Um, what the pros of um, um Morgan DeSantis's um run in our in Roma was that he was even though he, um he sort of passed his prime, like you know, because I think he may have came around his late thirties, but though, but he still was able to like you know. Like able to like you know provide like be able to provide the leadership that that not a lot that, that I've not that I haven't seen within like Roma's goalkeeping especially since especially with Sesni like you know like like coming bring, coming coming to the club and I and also and I felt like you know my you know I know this may be weird but I personally wanted this actor to stay to stay in my opinion because if you think about it like. Even though the status has been here for like has has been with the club for like a few years, I felt like he was one of like the most underrated players and most underappreciated in terms of how how much leadership he brings to that locker room. Because because Francis like you know his age his age helps and and the amount of, and plus with the amount of determination 
and the passion he's had for the club for the, for, for, last, for the three years that he's been been with the club has been amazing. And I hope and plus, in my opinion, with this, if I felt, if I felt like if DeSantis stayed with Allison coming, I felt like you know Morgan that Morgan could have been that like that mentor for Allison in order to be that leader. So when Allison is able to reach his prime, he could be that leader within the back line and able to be the best coach they can possibly be with the talent that he has already. And plus, you know, you know, it like you it like you know, in my opinion, for you know, hopefully he does good on Monaco. I wish him all the best of luck. And now I'll be going to the center backs that we have signed this season. like first things first. I don't know. A lot of people remember towards the beginning of the window that we've signed, like, like right when, like, I think around, like, right towards the season, like, um, the 2015-16 season ended. Like, I think like a month or so, or like, you know, like at least like as soon, basically as soon as you know the window, like, as the season ended, we were able to sign, we were able to like, you know, like get room on a permanent deal for nine million, which is what a bargain. Especially after this season, he has had a new dramatic improvement, and how much he was able to show his potential towards last year. And the fact that what I appreciate about Spalletti is that when he came in, like towards January of last season, he was able to bring out the best in Rudiger. And even though it sucks that he got injured, I like during like you know like like towards training at for the Euros. Damn, I hate international movies. So much, and you know, you know what? Before I continue on Rudiger, I, I bet you, before international friendlies or World Cup or like basically international duty is finished, I guarantee you one. I guarantee you at least somebody is getting injured. I don't want to be pessimistic and like you know, like you know, curse them or like you know, like basically be a jinx. But but like, I, but I really I have a strong feeling that a key player is gonna get injured, and I feel and. Hopefully that can lead the door to like you know out like you know to like some of our younger players are coming and but that but then I'll I'll talk about that later if young players should have should be like you know if Spalletti should be giving or the club itself should be giving young players a chance to develop themselves by by being by getting more games with the first team. So anyways, as I was saying, with Rudiger like the fact that like towards the beginning like as soon as we were able to sign Rudiger for nine million. Like you know, there like as soon as we were able to sign on a bargain, in my opinion, for nine million, immediately clubs were like were surfaced of uh, big clubs like I think such as Barcelona, Chelsea, mainly Chelsea, and like you know that. And to be honest, all I can think of like may, but but more importantly, Chelsea were 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 pursuing Rudiger as they've like literally throughout the entire transfer window have been like going center, like, have been looking for a center back, have been looking for a center back, looking for a center back. And they and I and I feel like early on during like the transfer window, like you know Chelsea were like were were going aggressive for Rudiger. And my opinion, once when once he like Rudiger got injured, Chelsea were slowly able to back off and slowly to like look for other center backs. And my and, and you know I you know what's weird, right when Rudiger got injured and Chelsea started to back off, I felt like this was sort of a blessing in disguise because for some reason I felt like you know, what 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 would have happened is if what if for instance, if Rudiger would have stayed fit and had, would have had an amazing, you know, t- amazing play, put in amazing performances in the Euro, my opinion, I felt like Roma would have put it like would have like you know done a Bertolacci from like last season or the season before, where we got where we got Bertolacci for a cheap price and we were able to sell him on for more. And I and I was really afraid of that, you know. But until he got injured and Chelsea started to back off, I felt like you know it was kind of a blessing in disguise. But to be honest, it hasn't been much of a blessing because I. After like the after the Cagliari game and like in my opinion I feel like besides Manolas Rudiger is our best defender period and that and then speaking of the the defenders that we've gotten this season let me go straight into the defenders that we've gotten like you know after Rudiger so we've got Fazio from Tottenham Juan Jesus from Inter Vermaelen from Barcelona all of those three players on them to anymore at and to my opinion I feel like. These three players were added for depth purposes, as for because we've um, lacked you know depth in the center back position for like ever since my opinion since Benatia left that we've sort of really even though we we're able to place them with Manolas and by the way I don't even, I don't even need to get how amazing Manolas has been for the club but anyways 
these three players were mainly like you know like brought in for like you know for that purposes in order to like improve the squad overall. And in my opinion, you know, hopefully, like you know, for Mullins able to like you know is able to at least find sort of that that player that he was during his time at Arsenal, like you know, like where he was actually putting in good performances. You know, and in my, with Hawane's use. You know, Juanes was kind of versatile because during during his time with injuries, all he's also played as a fullback. But clearly, that has not been the case since you know that since you know apparently we like to play Emerson as a left back. And lastly, with Fazio, I don't know much about Fazio, but I know he played for Tottenham, and Eric Lamella has had high praise for him as he came in, and hopeful, and also, and by my opinion personally, Fazio, twenty nine years old. Like, you know, I feel like, in my opinion, we should have just kept Kastan, in my opinion. And speaking of Kastan, I'll, 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 I'll basically, like, talk about how he got loaned, how he had a weird transfer where he went, he got loaned out to Sampdoria. Then, like, towards, like, halfway through the transfer, he, like, he terminated, uh, somehow his deal got terminated and went to Torino. And that, I, and personally, I feel like the reason why Kastan, he, he ended up going to Torino was part of the boom of the deal, but I'll get into that soon. But anyways, you know, I just feel like, you know, my, my personal opinion that there, since Kastan and, and like Fazio are right on the same age, I personally would have just kept Kastan, in my opinion, not really get Fazio, because I don't feel like he brings much into the squad. But, like, I feel like he's, but then again, Kastan has been struggling through brain injury through, like, the last, like, year or so. And I felt like at the same time, like, you know, like, loaning out Kastan may have been the best decision possible. So he so he basically go on loan. Find the form that he's had like two or three seasons back, and he could come back next season better and stronger, and hopefully, you know, he could like you know, break in, like hopefully he could, he could be that player that he was, you know, and break basically he he won't be a shell of himself, you know. And now I'll go into the like left back position, and basically with, within our fullback position, the, the one the only the only one that's left, Potosidis Potosidis has left, and honestly, my opinion, I felt like like you know. While we were struggling at once when Rui, Marco Rui got injured, oh yeah, oh yeah, by the way, Marco Rui came in from Empoli, and in my opinion, I personally would have kept Dinia and would have pursued, but then with financial issues and plus, you know, with FFP rules and all that mumbo and jumbo, we, were, we weren't able to keep Dinia on a permanent though, which is wet, which led to him going to Barcelona. Best of like, you know, best of wishes to him in his future endeavors, but in my, but personally, I felt like we could have, like, even though Rui, from like a lot of people have been like having giving great good praises. I can't like really judge him because I haven't seen en- enough of him. But like, but like, with like, I, I just I don't want to be that guy who wants to be pessimistic with with the players that we brought in at all. But I just felt like you know, I felt like we could have done better. You know, I Ruby's like twenty four, twenty five, relatively still young. But in my opinion, if you were gonna if we're gonna compete with Juventus this season in order to win the scoop I feel like we need to be getting the top notch like, you know, like vibes. And hopefully Rui could prove me wrong and he could like and when and when once he comes back from injury he could be like the world beater that he is. But like for now I'm just gonna say that we could have gotten better, but since this was able to be the best that we've gotten, I'll just like be satisfied with like, whatever and stay positive. Yeah. And this and then its next signing, possibly the signing of the season. Bruno, I say Bruno, I say Bruno Perez. Bruno Perez has signed to AS Roma on a loan deal with a potential buy of twelve point five million. This was the best piece of business that Sabatini has done throughout the entire transfer window. Period. Now and and why? Because throughout the entire, because my opinion, like, throughout the entire window, like, Bruno Perez has been linked with clubs like Man City, Barcelona, and etc. And, and, you know, and with Man City, like, offering, like, you know, 20 million or even, like, a, or, or potentially 30 million. Ooh, and, you know, at some point, we were linked with Zabaleta, like, for the rabbit position. And thank God we didn't get it. Because if we would have got a Zabaleta, it would have been a... a it would have been like a Micon 2.0 where we get in a good left that was past their prime and then they just like basically played their last few years at, at a club like Roma. And I did not want it to happen. Even though Micon was able to have the quality they had 
personally, like, with Zapoleta's age, I didn't really feel like we, were, we needed, like, you know, like a, 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 a right back who's, like, sort of losing his legs, you know? And with Bruno Perez, like, I feel like, you know, he's able to bring that, 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 that right back or that full back or whatever that we've been needing, mainly right back that we've been needing for a very long time because I'm so tired of playing Ferenzi as a full back. And, and I think last game proves why he should not be playing as a full back, you know, because he's just simply not good enough. And I'm, that's, and that's why I'm like, you know, always I'm giving so much praise for the team for standing Bruno Press because at some point, I don't, I, I didn't really think it was going to happen. I was really pessimistic on like bringing in Bruno Perez but now but since now that he's came in I, I'm now I'm just I, now I'm just hoping that he's able to bring in the quality and he's able to bring in that sheer class that I know he can that, that I know he can be and now I did even though I sort of talked about this towards last towards the first episode I'm not going to really get into it that much but we are we already know now uh, as I'm going through the midfield the more I the more I see his name, the more I just you know. I think my size like tell you enough of how I feel about this this transfer going down, and it's no secret. It's Marilyn Pjanic. Marilyn Pjanic going you going you for thirty two million. Oh my like. I, I don't really want to talk about this, but I feel like, you know, for you guys, I feel like I need to at least, just for one last time, get this off my chest and then I'll be done with it. Personally, in my opinion, if Graham Panther was to leave, I felt we should have, I felt like we should have sold him for 50 million, at least 50 million or 45 million was how the market was, how transfers are done today. We should, we could have sold him to Barcelona or Manchester United, who's been wanting our central midfielder. Or like you know, until they got Pogba, or like a Man City, or like a Real Madrid, or just or PSG for all I care. We could have sold them to a big club for a for huge funds, and then we could and and, and which could and which could help us with 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 financial fair play rules and all and with all that mumbo and jumbo, and we could finally be able to at least have more freedom in spending the type of players that we should. So I felt like you know some of the transfers that we've gone to see. So far, as they've run down, I felt like these were like sort of like you know bargain buys, like you know they like basically got sort of a bargain deal. Like with with for instance with the, with the center breaks I've talked to, I talked about for example with Fazio, Juani, and Formala. Even though we got all these ground loans, even though they they you know some may be permanent or some may, some maybe not. Personally, in my opinion, we got on these deals based off like you know based off based off of bargain. Itself, you know, and with that mentality of getting the cheapest players possible, and I felt like you know, if we were able to sell Maryland Pianist for like a fifty million or a forty-five million or like a sixty million for all I care, you know, hopefully, like you know, to, to like a big club, I hopefully we would have probably had the funds in order to spend more, uh, have more freedom with spending the money for the players that I feel like we should truly need, and that again to that little what players I personally would have wanted. But well, like, but I'll be as reasonable as I possibly can. I'm not gonna say we're probably good at that. Ronaldo for five million, for five million euro. But in any case, imagine if Ronaldo at the age of 36 comes to like AS Roma for 30 for five million, you know, because I don't know. A guy can. But anyways, oh, like you know, but the fact that he went to Juve, a rival team, for 32 million, which was in his, and you know what pissed me off the most is that. Even though Pjanic left to a rival club, like what what pissed this what what annoyed me the most the fact that his release cost was thirty was was thirty plus million that was way too low way 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 too low and you know like just why what baffled me the most that even I even though deep down I knew Pjanic was gonna leave at was gonna leave at some point at least if the release cost was like within at least fifty million. Maybe some club that I've mentioned earlier, like the Manchester United or the Barcelona of the world, could have paid or the Real Madrid could have paid that sum, and we would have gotten fit, and we would have we would have made a lot more money. And but instead, we got Pian, they UV got Pian for thirty two million, which is way too cheap, way, 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 way. And, but yet, Pablo goes to Manchester United for eighty nine million, but yet it didn't have much of an impact impactful season. 
as Marilyn Pianos had for Roma. But anyways, out with the old, in with the new, and that is Gerson. With Gerson, um, we we got him for like sixteen million from Fluminense, and which is a Brazil, which is a Brazilian club in the Brazilian league. Um, I swear we we got him last season, but he still played at Fluminense, and he and and so he basically came in this season. But he's basically, but to be honest, he's basically a new signing. We got him for sixteen million, which in my opinion was way too much for him for an unproven youngster. My where where we could have where we where we where we could have gotten like a decent like you know proven like central attacking midfielder for that much you know since since now since apparently we like to go for bargain buys and we have that mentality of getting like you know cheap quality players then in my opinion getting Gerson for 16 million was way too much for him even like you know even though there has been high praise for him and with clubs and in, in order and you know what's weird is that it's weird that you fight off big clubs to get a certain to get to get players, especially young ones. And the fact that we were able to like beat Barcelona to get Gerson is shows that like it might, like which means that might like you know that there is something with this guy that's very special and that and he could be like the next big thing for all I know. But per, but like you know, the like it's just that. It, well, I just hopefully, you, even though, well, wraps my head that I hope that he doesn't, like, you know, later on, like, you know, become, like, this flop, because, because, because then, because then I, it just be, like, a waste of money, you know, because we could have, because potentially, like, that 16, that 60 million that we spent for Gerson, that could have been saved up, and then, like, for all, you know, Pjanic could have, and then everything that happened with Pjanic, and so-and-so, we like you know we could have gotten sixteen million for like a for like a cheap you know quality attacking midfielder because Pian and who brings in that creativity to the squad and because because what Pianish brought to the team that no one else really brought was that creativity and the vision that he had and he was probably one of the best passers in the with besides Tati in in our in our team hands down and you know he and in, and in there and no one else was able to like you know. Like, like you know, we're able to able to have that the the impact in order to come into the field, control the game, and able to just basically you know like basically make the team better. And I don't know, Gerson's young. He has a lot of potential. For all we know, he for all you know, he could like like I'm not I'm not like you know saying that Gerson won't live up his potential and he's probably like you know like a like you know a horrible buy. But like I just because I'm just saying for 16 million we could have gotten a qual like a proven. Or like a like a guy in his like like you know within his early twenties early early to mid twenties for that for that much that that that's proven that that's a proven uh, like um like a play a midfielder that that's able to bring that creativity that Pjanic has brought that had brought to to our, to to Roma. But the one thing that I'm optimistic about is that with the lack of you know creativity. We could see the likes of Paredes and Gerson making, like you know, getting getting in games this season, and plus with with Europa League to focus on. I feel like Gerson is gonna have some game time this season, and hopefully, like he he can able to live, able to like you know prove the haters wrong, you know, because you know just why not? You know, he could prove me wrong for all I care. But even though I'm not doubting him, I'm just doubting the price that we, we spent for him. If we would have gone for like five million, two million out right now, I'd be like praising the shit out of him because he had a great preseason, you know, there because you know because forget because thing is for a guy his age, like he was like he was so mature on the ball. Like out like because I when I, I I'm not sure the game it was, but it was a preseason game where you won fifteen nothing. Wow. You know, like what a scoreline. <laughs> but like in all seriousness and there's like even though like that was just a friendly and to be honest, I'm not the type of one who like bases a player off a of friendly. But just something about Gerson that is like that is ticked with me that he ha- he was so like you know mature and he was able to like you know like basically like bring that attacking flair that like you know I haven't seen from the club in a long time. You know, a skillful player and is able to control the ball and then like basically you know basically boss that midfield. You know, within in terms of like being able to ha- being creative. So hope so like you know. I just hope that, like, you know, he could, like, fit, like live up to the price 
that he's had. Prisca, 16 million for a, for, a, for a non-proven Brazilian player who's 19 years old is a lot of money, just in my opinion. But within today's market, we, 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 like, you know, most people see this as a cheap, well, like, like, this is nothing. 16 million, who cares? Gerson probably would have gone for 50 million, blah, 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 whatever. But all in all, hopefully he can live up to his potential and he could probably, you know, be better than, he could be better than Pjanic ever was. Now on to the attack. Mostly with our attack, like, it would just, it would, we just finalized deals like Salah, Al Shawari, and Jekyll, who last season came in on loan and were able to, like, get those. And then, and then this season, in terms of our attack, we were able to, like, get them on permanent deals. Uh, but in but the one, like, deal within our, within, like, in terms of, like, the attack, that was that I was really shocked about, and I didn't want to happen was Sanabria to Real Betis for seven point five million with a buyback clause, which is good piece of business from Sabatini, and then with and then also with Sadik going today, Sadik going on loan to Bologna, um, Dumbia going to Basel, and Ezekiel Pons going to Granada. But the one, but yeah, but like with Sanabria, what what the issue that I had with Sanabria is that. Even though we sold, like I personally felt like we're we, we don't have enough like strikers in our team, like pure strikers in the team, number nine, like Jaco type strikers in our team, and I felt like you know Sanabria could have been that player to come off the bench, be that player, and plus you know with your and, and plus last season, like well, well I feel like what we even though what we lacked was depth, and in personally I know that Spalletti likes to play, you know, like you know how he plays like four three three in like like in two ways. Like, you know, playing with a number nine and playing with, like, Parati as a center forward and where we push up the wingers. But, you know, even though, like, you know, at times, like, last season, like, you know, it was so great to see Parati, Elshway, and Salah just boss that attack. I felt like, we, I felt like you know, we could, like, I felt like we needed, like, a, a number nine, especially the way how Jekyll was, how was playing last season. Because I felt like if Jekyll was had a good season, was able to have a good first season last season, I I personally thought that we wouldn't have resorted to like having a four three three with a center forward to push our wingers up front, which is why in my opinion, um, Salah had a great season because towards the, like towards the end of the season, Salah was able to banging the goals all because of that front three with Perotti, Ashwari, and Salah. But I felt like we just need we just needed a proper number nine, and Jaco last season did not deliver, disappointed me, even though like. And made, basically made me look like a fool. And I'll tell you a story of how he made me look like a fool. I'll tell you about that later as I run through, like the, like as I go on and like cover the attack, the attack part of the transfer window that we've had. So, anyways, I felt like you know, and plus with the season that Sanabria had scoring like twelve goals in like twenty games, and at times like you know, like even though like for like an for like an eighteen to nineteen year old, that's really good. In La Liga too, like which is like like in La Liga, but what, what the thing is I but but for those of you that haven't like just like look at the stats and like wow that's amazing. If you look at game by game, there were at times that Sanabria went missing, like not not missing, but I don't, for, I don't I'm not too sure, but I know for a fact like from what based off my memory from what I've seen like during in the internet of like how, how of the games I just played, there were at times where he would not score anything. And there'll be a time where you score like a hat trick or so. Because I remember like last season, like when you play for Sporting, you know, I don't want to butcher your name, like the Sporting Gino. Like, you know, hopefully I got that right. I butchered it probably, but who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. This is my podcast. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. But anyways, with like last season, like, you know, last season he was like, you know, even though like he may have scored 12, 12 uh, 10 goals or 11 goals in, in 20 something games. There are times where he wouldn't score at all, but at times he would score like a, like mo- like two or three goals in a game, which makes you know. And to be honest, like I don't and and with if we're gonna have like a quality striker, I don't like really like you know like in my opinion want that. I want a striker that's able to score consistently, game in and game out, to be that quality number nine striker. And hopefully, Jack was able to do, like able to like you know deliver this season. But at the same time, I feel like you know. Like, you know, because since we're playing in, like, Europa League this season and we have the league to worry about with Coppa Italia. Overall, just have that, um, I have an extra striker to, like, to come off the bench and to have fresh legs is something that we truly need. And to, uh, and to just overall have depth to our squad. And, yeah, that's, and then 
and that's pretty much like my my little rant on like having a, a secondary striker and having like at least keeping Sanabria. But hopefully, like you know, like this deal, like hope the deal. In my opinion is a good deal. At least you'll get some first team play because I swear during like the first game of the season, from because that's the last time I seen like seen like highlights or like you know a footage of him playing at Real Betis it was when Real Betis lost to Barcelona by like. I just know the score. I don't remember the scoreline, but I knew it was by a lot, and I know that the fact that Sanabria was starting that game. So, so that was shows that he is getting he 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 is part of Real Betis's plans, and he could like get in a lot. He could get in some game time, and I don't know if he'll end up like you know like having the buyback clause. And it depends on how good he is this season or next season. But anyways, lastly, within toward within like the strike within within our striker force, there is like just straight there there is like. There's there's, some, there's like Ezekiel Bond and Dumbia. I don't know if I, like I swear I'm, like I've been talking for so long I probably don't even remember if I like mentioned Ezekiel Bond. But if I didn't, I'll just like say it right now. If I have, I'll, I'll just clarify. Ezekiel, I feel like with last season with Sanabria, I feel like this year is is gonna be Ezekiel Bond sort of like following the footsteps of Sanabria and like playing at a league club at Granada and hopefully he could like you know maybe like emulate. Like emulate the season that Sanabria had, maybe even like maybe even better. But as long as like Ezekiel Ponce could come back to a better player, because right now Sanabria is gone. Like you know, like because we don't know if he'll even be able, like even have like like two or good like the next even be a better player within the next two or three seasons and smashing the goals or whatever. But with said with Ezekiel Ponce, if he can like you know smashing the goals, have a really good season at Granada, then he could come back be. That like that that striker that we that that we truly need that that or that num or that backup to Jekko probably you know because yeah but like and and then and also with Dumbia when are we just sell him if we're just gonna keep loaning out left and right le- left and right and because we're just sell him you know crap I'm like literally about to like sneeze but like I I'm really holding on my sneeze thankfully I was successful at it but anyways I'm just saying that. Just sell it, man. Just like why, why, why are we just wasting our time? You know, like, like you know, just loaning him out to every club possible when we could just freaking sell him and make some money off of it. Like, fuck's sake, man. You know, but and that that wraps up. You know, the transfer window overall. And yeah, and but the thing is, you know what like makes me laugh is that yet yeah, like er, like you know, at like earlier today throughout like towards deadline day. Like I I I've been seeing a lot of like you know. People like you know saying that Jack Wilshire was potentially going to come. Like you know that's wow. In my opinion, if Jack Wilshire was able to um be the player that he was three or four years ago, a he would not be a Roma player because he probably like you know staying at Arsenal probably at a bigger club, and you know b like you know he you know if he would probably somehow some way. We were able to get Jack Wilshere, the not like, and it was able to be the player, and like, in, be the player that he was four years ago, and probably have been better, able to improve within that time span, and be, and basically, live up to the hype, cause, cause like three or four years ago, when like around like 2012, 2013 or 2013, 2014, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was 2012, 2013, where a lot of people were like were seriously hyping like Jack Wilshere and saying that he's the next Paul Scholes or he's in like the next like you know he, yeah they're calling him the ne- next Paul Scholes. I'm like whoa 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 whoa. Paul Scholes, Manchester United legend, and probably one of the most underrated like you know midfielders like, like midfielders of all time in my opinion. But I'm just in my opinion. And and then that's like giving a lot of pressure to Jack Wilshere. And the fact that it sucks that he hasn't been able to live up the hype, cause and cause I'm not, I'm kind of going off topic, but like this will sort of tie into like you know Roma transfers and blah blah blah. But all I'm saying is that like if Jack Wilshere was able to live off the hype and to like you know basically be the next Paul Scholes or whatever, you know, and somehow he's able to come to Roma, oh my God, that probably like he. If Jack Wilshere was able to like not get in, and and plus things with injuries like he's been getting injured a lot, which sort of stopped his like you know potential and his growth to be the the, the player that he truly should be. But it is what it is, man. It is what it is, you know. But you know, and also like 
hopefully, like from the last time, remember he was like a bit of a smoker, kind of like Shazni. I swear, if he, I swear, if he would have came to the club, him and Shazni were probably best friends. Him, oh, you know, you know, be weird. Sabatini, Wilshire, Shazni, all like you know, like every game, huffing and puffing, blowing their houses down. I don't know, man. You know, the probably like the, it'll be probably like a, a, a weird ass pick with like you know Shazni, Wilshire. Sabatini in the middle looking like a like you know looking like a dawn you know what I mean just like you know like you know posing up you know like smoking their cigarettes and it's like being freaking like you know boss but like in all seriousness with like you know um with um Jack Wilshire if he was able to live off the hype and and not get injured and able like you know to continue that form that he was able to have like two or three years ago like while he was at Arsenal and somehow he was able to come to Roma Personally, in my opinion, that would be an amazing signing. Probably like a bargain, like it probably it won't even be a cheap bargain. It's a straight up like you know, how, like a bargain. Like how do we get him for that price? What he's what while when he's worth more than that? You know what I mean? And you know, and he's and, and but then again, I'm glad that he didn't come because I, in my opinion, our mid like our midfield is way too stacked for me to even come. And personally, if he would have came, he would have stopped Paredes' growth. And 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 from last podcast, if you guys listen to it, I'm a big Paredes fan. I've been following Paredes since like even like while there's rumors, well like from from like the from the, around the time he signed, or there was rumors of him coming to the club. I was watching Paredes like crazy, watching Paredes videos like all the time, like basically be, being a Paredes mark. You know what I mean? Like a Paredes fanboy for all I care and like and stuff. And 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 with Jock Wilshire coming. That would like you know like cancel Paredes's game time, and that is something that I'm not comfortable with. Cause I and plus like he he's not really needed in our club. And if Jack Washer is gonna, in my opinion, if Jack Washer is is gonna leave Arsenal to get game time, go to like a Bournemouth, which is which is a club he ended up going to, which is a smart move in my opinion. He goes to Bournemouth, rekindles that rekindles that form, is able to come back a better Arsenal player. But anyways, like you know. Enough with Jock Wilshire. But and something that pissed me off, like once, like the window, like slowly ended. Just like as I talked about last time, like you know, like the negativity, like just that, like so that I see on Twitter from these fans, it's like, like so, like, oh, annoying. And like, uh, why do like I understand that we're challenging Juventus for the Scudetto, and like to be honest, in my opinion, Juve had a much better Mercato than us. But then, can you blame them? Can you blame them? Like they, they had they, they spent ninety plus million on Gonzalo Iguain. I think that speaks volumes already. That's all I have to say. Like, and plus they got were able to get Danny Alves. My opinion, if you're like you know like my opinion, Danny like what what's weird about Danny Alves is that he said like when he said that when he went to Juve he wanted to have a challenge and to like win championships and like you know cuz he was getting bored at Barcelona winning everything but yeah he goes to a team that's won five scudettos in a row damn it beats me but for you know but it beats me but whatever man like do you do you Daniel Alves hopefully you don't win the scudetto this season you know cuz we're coming for you cuz Bruno Perez you can't even lace up his boots, bro. Yup. But, you know, I, I swear to God, it's probably going to be my thing. Like, every now and then I get a little hype in the pocket. So I was going, yup. You know, like, like hopefully that doesn't, like, you know, trigger you or cr- make you cringe. <laughs> if, 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 if so, then I apologize. But anyways, with, with, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah, in terms, yeah, I sort of lost my chain of thought there. Yeah, so with comparing ourselves to Juve in terms of, within the Mercato, we can't really, we can't do that because if we do that, then we're just like setting ourselves to just to like be like more, like you know, to like you know, be more negative and like you know, while we should be looking at our mercato and think about it, because in my opinion, we send a lot of good young players and we're able to at least bring in like you know some quality talent and we're able to finalize some loan deals and we're able to add depth to our defense, which is a key, which was, which is something that I like was stressing like about towards the end of last season, because even though we finished the season strong with Spalletti, having that undefeated run, I think. Like, I'm like, yeah, what's that undefeated run? Like, I think we may have lost at least once or twice. Like, and then not, and towards the end of the season, we had an undefeated run. But regardless, I felt like we started to strengthen our defense. And that's what we did. We strengthened our defense overall, you know. And that's what we did. And we were able to get Bruno Perez. 
I know, I'm probably, you know, I, 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 I know, I just won't shut up about this guy, you know, and we probably able to get, we, we got, we were able to get Gerson, like a, a, an up-and-coming, you know, Brazilian guy, probably better, he could probably be better than Coutinho, probably be like, you know, be better than, you know, Firmino, or all those, or even like, you know, I'm thinking of another Brazilian cat, oh, Oscar too, he's probably, he'll probably shit on those guys in three, in three seasons, and he's probably, gonna be, we're gonna probably sell him for like 80 million, for all the care, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, but anyways, overall we had a positive mercado. We we're able to sell. We we're able to sell players. You know, even though, even though, as much as it hurt our squad, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, fuck Marilyn Piano. Fuck that piece of shit. Like he's over. And then, I, and I can't wait for him to play to come back to like the Stadio Olimpico and we boo the shit out of him. You know, he probably gets booed, cursed at, you know, spat in the face because like you know, fuck you, bro. But anyways. Like, overall, like, we can't, like, you know, we can't just be, like, you know, I we can't just be comparing ourselves to Juventus, because Juventus have more of this, more of the spending power than we do, and plus, we were, and we don't have the freedom that Juventus had to go spend money and go, like, crazy, because, in, in my opinion, even though Juventus made some good signings, personally, like, to, to buy Iguain for 90 million is something that is, wow, or, wow, like, wow, it, it makes my brain hurt. I understand you're going to score like 36 goals in 35 games, but hello, he's like, he, he like I swear probably like he that my that that was his peak. I don't think he's gonna rep, like emulate anywhere anything like at least he probably gonna score like at least 20 plus 20 plus goals a season at most. Like no way, is he, no way is he going to emulate that type of season again? And that's probably gonna be the best he's ever played in my opinion, cause like cause that Napoli squad was probably bet be. be the best attacking team last season, even though AS Roma scored more goals, my opinion, Napoli were the best attacking team with, with Insigne, Callejon, Mertens, even, but I'm not sure Mertens got much playing time last season, um, and, and just overall, that squad was the best attacking team, in my opinion, and that's why, and Iguain was able to score much, a lot of those goals last season, and my, and I don't, maybe he might, maybe he might do it again, who knows, but my, in my opinion, like, if they're if they're gonna at least spend ninety million on someone, I that's probably that should be at least uh, that should be at least like a Ronaldo because I feel like Ronaldo's worth ninety million, sixty million. I don't know, man. But like, but overall, like ninety million for is basically up like insane, crazy. But then it is what it is. And moving on to something that I sort of thought about during the transfer window. Because as I was researching for like today's podcast, for the, today's episode, I was like doing a little research, and I saw that we saw we, we've been loaning out a lot of young players, and it's not even just like this season, but for the last few seasons, we've been loaning a out lot a lot of players, so we don't risk breaking into the first team. So my, so I just feel like with having loan deals, we could just prepare for like you know prepare these young players for prepare these young players to come into the first team when they're ready after their loan spell. And so I, I feel like we just shouldn't rush it. But at the same time, when, like, you know, since now, like, the transfer window is over with the young players that we have, we should be giving them a chance to break into the first team and to show their their true worth and their value to the club. And anyways, like, enough of that. And I just want to bring, you know, I want I also want to talk about how just, because nowadays we think about it not just in Italy but like clubs all over the world like you know like actually I think it's more of an Italian like the Serie A thing where there's not enough like Italian players in a certain team you know like and I think I yeah I, in a way it sort of affects like it's not just Serie A but like you know but it, it, it's like with every other league it's with, it's with other leagues as well but mainly I'm just gonna focus Serie A right now and then like there's something that like sort of like I thought about like you know and I sort of saw this on Twitter in a way, like, you know, like, about how, loud if there's, like, if there's, if there's enough national teams, like, you know, if there's, like, enough Italian players in the squad, and how many is, like, enough, you know, and in my opinion, like, I understand, like, you know, I do believe that you should have, like, Italian players in an Italian team, but, like, you know, but I feel like that shouldn't be our focus. My personal opinion is that I feel like we should be in the, 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 the best players should be our starting eleven. We should be putting our best starting player. 
like regardless if they're like Italian or not. And then I feel like, you know, by just bringing nationalism into it and focusing on, oh, this Italian player, that Italian player, what about like this Argentinian person that is probably better than that Italian person in that specific position? And so that's why I feel like, you know, we shouldn't be like focusing on nationalism in the sense that you have to like, you know, have, bring it like, like, have to like, like have to play the Italian players in our squad. You know what I mean? And to be honest, like, by doing that, I feel like it's like, it's, you know, I know it's probably a bit over dramatic, but it's kind of like discrimination in a way, you know, by, by saying we want Italian players and like more Italian players and excluding and then saying that we need more Italian players, but yet there's more, yet there's like, yet there's other, yet there's other players that are on a team from different nationalities that are probably, you know, putting in the better performances. It's kind of like, it, 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 it's basically in my opinion, like discriminating in a way. You know, just because of one is Italian or not. And I think that's just stupid, you know. That's just, like, like stupid. Like, you know, like, the last time I checked, this is football. Not, like, you know, the civil rights movements were out like here, man. And, I, and you know, like, I feel like, you know, overall, we should just put in our best 11 players. I don't care if you're Italian, Portuguese, Brazilian. You're probably a fucking alien for all I care. As long as you're putting in the best performance for this team and winning games and competing with Juventus to win the motherfucking Scudetto. Then that's 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 all I fucking care about, and you know, and and like and anything else, and anything like you know, besides that, like you know, it's further from the case, you know, and now and now now that I've been talking, I've been saying, I'm now I'm finally gonna talk about like which players I should have brought into the like what I believe I should have brought into the, like you know, for example, if I was like sporting director or whatever, you know, I, or just personally what I would have. Who I would have wished to have come, you know, to replace Pjanic, or you know, or for instance, like, or like, wish if we should have gotten another left back to because Marco Ruby's injured and not had to deal with you know the cancer of Emerson, um, and yeah, it, it, or if we should have gotten or uh, or we should have sold Jekyll or we could have gotten a new striker or what? Just basically, what would have been my preferred, ele- you know, my uh, my preferred eleven? All right, so I'm gonna start off with goalkeeper, Allison. Starts, you know. Right back Bruno Perez, center back Manolas, um, and then and then like and, and next to him is Rudiger, and then to my left back I would have chose Darmian. I I really wanted Darmian, like like from not just from this season, from last season too, when like you know for, for his final season too, you know, I really wanted Darmian to come in, but then something called Manchester United, the Red Devils, you know, if you know what I mean, like. But anyways, you know. I, you know, I feel like, you know, Darmian, I, I, I really, especially when Ruby got injured, I feel like the first thing we should have done is, like, you know, gotten, we should just went for Darmian, got a loan deal, and then we could have probably, you know, like, in a loan deal with an option to buy or whatever. And I understand that, you know, like, once when we got, um, once we got eliminated from the, cha- from the Champions League, you know, qualifications, I, I think that could have, like, you know, like, st- like that sort of ruined the plans. Because in my personal opinion, if we, with Rui, with Rui injured, and, you know, if we would have, like, be, if he would have ended up beat, like, like beating Porto and advancing to the group stage, personally, we would have had funds, because, of course, if once you, once you, like, in progress to the group stage, you're, you're there's gonna, you're gonna, there's gonna be, there's gonna, ha- you're gonna get paid, you know, that, you know, that money, that bling bling, but, like, seriously, I, like, we, we like, you know, once we were, if we would have got, like, if we would have got, progressed to the group shade, we probably we would have gotten we would have gotten the funds and we could have like you know made a bit a, a solid bit for Darmian and probably probably would have gotten a permanent deal or a loan to option to buy. I don't know. Instead of uh, everything with the loan with the option to buy, loan with the obligation to buy, loan this, loan that, you know, world you know <sighs> Yeah. But yeah, I personally thought that, you know, because I just felt like in Darm because in my opinion I with Rui with, okay. I understand that people say that Rui is a good left back, but then again, then I get from the beginning. I said that I haven't seen much of Rui. I don't know. Like, I, and to be honest, like I like you know, I'm tired of like not go um, of going just for a nameless person. Because in my in my opinion, I didn't like really knew who Rui was until like you know until he was linked with us and we ended up signing him. You know, signing him. But. I, but to be honest, after like the after the season before, towards the end of that season, who was the talk of the Serie A? 
Darmian, Dar a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of teams were wanting for him, and he wasn't. And to be honest, and if he would have like you know pursued aggressively, and even though like we we can't really beat Manchester, yeah, I think you know what, we could have beaten Manchester United because things we around that time we offered Champions League football. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Exactly. So we probably would have we we would have offered Champions League football, and we could have like and with a little bit with and with, with, with a little bit of cash. And with a little bit of persuasion, a little bit of ragazzi, you know, Darmian would have, you know, like, hopefully he would have came. And in this season, we needed to, uh, I know, we needed to get Darmian more than ever, especially when Rui got injured, you know. The left back that everybody's been saying that is, like, is quality. But then again, as I said before, I don't know if it's quality. I just have to see when he comes back when he's injured. So, personally, I would have Darmian as left back. And besides, I don't know if you guys know this, but when, I think when Darmian's last season, Darmian played left back. And plus, he's versatile, so he can play right and right and left. And plus, you know, Darmian on the left, Rude, um, Bruno Perez at the right. The the the, the fullback reunion. It's a re, it's a Torino reunion. Too sweet, too sweet, too sweet. So, yeah. So anyway, so uh, so this this formation is based off of four three three. Um. So, I have like four three three holding where so, CDM Darossi. And my two center mids, Strootman and Nanglin. But, oh, you know what? No, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because mm. I really want to start Paredes. I really want to. I really want to. I don't know. Ah. Uh, that, you know, this is why, in a way, I, like, I'm, you know what? I'm thinking, you know what? Now they think about okay, you know what? L let me let me do that all over again. So Darossi, so we could play like uh. I'm thinking, if I, should I go four three three? You know I'll forget. You know I'll have to put in our best eleven. So Darossi, Darossi, Darossi. I, I my bad. How's like gag reflexes? I'm right now I'm drinking my orange juice. So like yeah, my bad. Apologize for that. But anyways, so Darossi CDM. Centerman and then two center mids, Nanglin and Strootman, and 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 now we go into our left mid, le not left wing, left wing, left wing. Oh my God! Based off so far this season, Parati. Oh, even though that pains me to say this, because I really like El Shwari. I've been an El Shwari fan ever since you know he started. He started bursting onto the scene, saying even though he was a Milan player and he was like you know scoring those goals, and I and I thought he would have been better than Neymar on that time, but clearly that's not the case now. But after like you know. After you know last season, and after the last game against Cagliari, um, just for now I'm just gonna say Perotti left back. I mean left shit. I'm I'm legit butchering like every line I say now. Oh my god! But seriously though, um left wing, Perotti, striker, Jaco, and right wing Salah. My opinion, that like that probably would have been. But not. But I did before. I say that if I could like, but I, who I would prefer, you know. So you know what? In my opinion, imagine if we would have instead. Of, do you know what I dream about? What I've been thinking about the longest time, is it because I, I don't know if I don't know if, like you guys remember, but like, you, like, do you know like do you know China? Like remember like how China was like buying all these players or like for like yeah I swear even this transfer window too. China was like like around like not just this season. But like last season too, China are like just go buying players for like thirty million. That freaking mediocre. But hello, we sold Jervini for like I think I think thirty million, or like twenty five million or whatever. And like you know, and every week they're like breaking their transfer record and like we're like fifty million, sixty million, seventy million. And then plus with their market right now, like overall, it's like um, like you know that is amazing. Where you have they have they could spend all this freaking money. And I was thinking, you know what? Hopefully, Shaco has a decent season next season, and then he could and then. We sell him for 50 million, 60 million. He goes to some like you know Chinese league. Next thing you know, we bring in my. This is this is my favorite striker right now in in like in in, in all football. And I'm not gonna be like it's Luis Suarez or like you know Luis Suarez or freaking or 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 Messi or Ronaldo or even like a freaking Zlatan Ibrahimovic, in my opinion. But he's getting old. But it's still he's still quality regardless. I would want Lacazette, proven goal scorer. Proven goal scorer, um, he's like, I, like, uh, the way he, in the way he fit right into Spalletti's system, like you know, in, in a way he's like that. He's that. 
he could play number nine, but at the same time, he could, I, I'm not too sure. But in a way, yeah, I think he's best as, as a number nine. Personally, at times, I think he's overrated, but I regard, I still think he's quality. Because, I, you know, I'd pick Lacazette. I pick Lacazette. And yeah, that's pretty and that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I think that'll be my like my like, you know, like who, who like, you know, who are, who are I really in my opinion like I would I really wouldn't bring anyone in, you know. Ooh, no, oh shit. I'm thinking of now I just thought of something. Joe Hart, oh my god. Everybody knows what I'm talking about right now. Joe Hart went to Torino. You know what? Now you know when I when I found when I found out that this happened, I was so pissed. But I was so happy at the same time. I'm pissed that we should have got we should have like chased for him. We also think you know what? Cut Shedney's loan deal. Get Joe Hart. Everybody's happy. You know, but like then he went to Torino. I'm like holy shit, this like this is amazing. Like not just for like for like this is amazing for not just for Torino but for Serie A as well. In my opinion, I feel like we're bringing more eyeballs to the league, and then more people are gonna pay attention. And people are gonna people. We're gonna bring more eyeballs to the league, and people are gonna watch more. Like even if it's just they're gonna watch this Torino game, people like you know we're still bringing more. Regardless, we're bringing eyeballs to the league, and I feel like if we're able to attract more players, in my opinion, I feel I feel like if we attract more English players, or in my opinion, or just like players that like, yeah, just straight up, yeah. If we're able to attract more talented English players, in my opinion, because I feel like Joe Hart is talented. At times, he's a bit overrated, but personally, I feel like he's a very talented goalkeeper. Right now, he's probably reaching his prime, hitting his prime, because with goalkeepers, they reach their prime in their early 30s, and he's like 29 right now. So, he's, yeah, so he's probably just hitting his prime. And I feel, and with Torino, this is a great piece of business for them. Even though, like, this isn't Roma-related, I'm just saying, Torino, like, with getting Falke, oh, shit! Iago Falke also left. I swear to God, I probably like I, like earlier earlier in the podcast. I probably made as the list I went through. I probably missed some players. So you know what? Because I'm not because I'm not because now I'm thinking. But then again, I want to like make talk about the important players. You know, because in my opinion, Lige hasn't been eh, that superb. But he's a very talented player. But personally, he hasn't like you know like with, within his last run with the club, he hasn't been stepping up. And like not just him, but Falke. But my personally, I feel like Falke got like got fizzled out by Sabatini. I think Sabatini just kicked him to the curb. Brought in Perotti, you know, and yeah, because I feel like if we never got Perotti, Falke would have been that guy to have been that to have been that you know creative type player, winger. You know what I mean? And and also like not just you know not just like that. All him like also Iturbe. Iturbe hasn't been, for the longest time. I had high hopes for Iturbe. But he just has not been like you know like, like performing and like you know I feel and it, I like you know when he went to Bournemouth I thought he was leaving permanently, but all of a sudden like you know he committed to this, committed to his future. And now that, you know he's now that he didn't end up going to Leon, and came and stayed I feel like hopefully he he could he could get in some games this season and he could probably you know prove prove to be like a quality player. But anyways. I just I, I'm I'm thinking yeah with Joe Hart like if we would have got personally if I but then again we we did our goalkeeping business before this whole Joe Hart bullshit saga happened so then again you can't really blame me but personally yeah you know what now that I'm thinking about it yeah I, I I'm a I'm a switch up Allison and and I'll get in Joe Hart so Joe Hart probably with our with our defense I feel like we have like with the defense that I like you know that that with defense that I personally would have wanted that I think that's a very strong defense with Joe Hart and besides Joe Hart has a chip on his shoulder and anyway, he has something to prove especially what, what Pep Guardiola did to him in my opinion like by basically kicking him to the curb and getting like a getting Claudio Bravo even though he's a good goalkeeper but personally like he's thirty three years old. Probably like you know thirty two, but then I'm not discriminated by age. For all you know, Claudio Bravo could be like say like because Claudio Bravo is a very good player. But then again, you know, age is just a number. So he could he could probably like you know he could probably like you know continue to be the better player. And I felt like you know in a way this this was the best thing for Joe Hart. Some say he could probably went to better club. Personally, sure he probably would have went to a club. But there's a reason why he went to Torino. He wants to prove himself at in a different in a different league. He could have gone to Everton or Sunderland. Sunderland, oh my God! If he went to Sunderland, oh that that would be 
that would have been that that would've been worse in my opinion. At least with Torino, they have like a better history than Stan Lynn winning seven, like you know, Scudetti and stuff. So yeah. So overall, what that Joe Hart thing what that if if Joe if if the whole Joe Hart saga would have happened sooner, I would have had Joe Hart in my team. As it started being people. Anyways, I'm gonna just wrap these things up right here and I'm gonna like, you know, by talking about Paredes. Cause I made a list because I uh basically I basically sort of touched on everything I want to talk about, and then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say speak on words on Paredes. Cause throughout his entire transfer, one Pianic left. Every like you know like one 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 because after Paredes had that great loan spell at Empoli, he like every, he was getting he was getting getting attracted he was he was being getting attracted by a lot of interest from Milan, Liverpool. And etc. And but mainly AC Milan, like you know, unless if AC Milan were to bid forty five million, fifty million, perfect. It doesn't matter. I would, I then I wouldn't have given a shit because I'd rather risk a player who hasn't really played for Roma than, for instance, a Nanglin or Strutman or like you know, and etc. You know, or Manolas as well. So yeah. But anyways, but but I'm happy that we able to keep Paredes, because in my opinion, he's the future of this team. I feel like, you know, there he has that sheer raw talent. And, and for instance, what if next season, like, what if next season, Nanglin or Nanglin leaves, you know? Because then that's good. We're going to leave. But then again, Nanglin and Paredes have different styles of play. So then I don't, I'm not too sure. But... Per, but then again, like we could like change formation, tough at Paredes. But then again, I'm not too sure, and I don't want to really think about Nangling leaving right now. But then, because you know, my opinion, this season he showed a lot more loyalty than Miracle has ever shown. And you know what's funny? Like you know, Nangling was what what's funny is that Nangling was supposed to be a panic buy from when Schumann got injured. Yeah, and look how look 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 how he turned out. And the fact that he was able to show this much loyalty to Roma already, which is something that I really appreciate. And if he goes to Chelsea, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'll be. You know what? Like, I won't. It won't. It, it is what it is. You know, we'll get as long as it's for the right price. You know, next next season. You know, hopefully, like we can like. We can. We can. Like, hopefully, you know, as long as we're as long as we benefit from that deal, then that's all that really matters. So, like, just. Last thing, let me just finish on my credit statement, and then I'm just gonna like you know wrap up this podcast. So, I really hope that you know Perez could be the, like you know the next big thing. I hope I really hope that this season he really performs because I I have so I have so so much high hopes for this player. He's probably the only player in, in in the team that I'm really excited to see this season to see how he develops this season and to show you know Spalletti that that he could be that guy. Yes, that guy and. And if and if he has that break, in my opinion, if he if he has that breakout season this season, he could he could honestly you know you know break into the Argentinian national team. Wait, because because for all I know, I'm not too sure, but I think they lack midfield. There's not much like Argentinian midfield midfielders out there. And if Paredes could like break in, have a great season with us, he could probably be like that main midfielder, that main creative player. You know, for all I know. And that's that. That's it. Hopefully you guys like enjoyed this episode of um, the King of Rome, the King of Rome. Thank you for listening. In. I hate the fact that we have internet. There's that there's, there's international break, so uh, there won't be a pod, There won't be an episode next week. But basically, as I said, the next is from a game is when I'll be making a new pod, I'll make a new episode. This has been an episode based on transfers. You know, basically rumors that happen and basically some some of the things I want to get off my chest. And I hope everybody will enjoy this podcast and ho- and hopefully I can and hopefully you you come back for episode three.